0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you.
1: Thoughts are first planted in the mind and grows into what is known as a stronghold in the heart. A stronghold is simply a wall of defense a person builds to defend a fully grown or a fully formed thought that may be true or even false. Satan can sow evil thoughts in the mind and he can use ungodly people or certain experiences or situations to water the thoughts so that it grows into a stronghold which becomes a person's truth and life though it is a lie. A stronghold in its formative phase as a thought can be resisted, but as a stronghold it cannot be simply resisted, it must be pulled down in the sense of demolishing or destroying a building. The only way to do that is to use the word of God. For example, if the stronghold is fear, then we use passages in the word of God that addresses fear. We plant it and by meditating on it, we water it so that it becomes a revelation that demolishes or destroys that stronghold of fear and produces faith, which becomes our truth and life. In this way, we have taken into captivity that thought of fear and we have brought it into obedience of Christ
0: well I'd like us to pray before we uh, dive into God's Word today and uh, but before we do I just want to say welcome um, also uh, really great to have you all here and uh, both on site and online and uh, welcome to more members of my uh, Lebanese community here today and uh, and others so so let's pray and let's believe God you know we're here today to encounter the person of the Lord Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit and through the Word of God, okay? In case you're wondering, if you ever wanna hear a word from the Lord, then the best place to go is to God's Word. This is why it's called God's Word. In case you don't know, God's Word, the Bible is like a library. So if you were to go to a physical library, you would find in that library 66 books that make up the Bible. The Bible is a library of God's Word. You'll find 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, and the Old Testament can be linked to the New. And so the Word of God is, as it actually states, the Word of God. And today, it's my prayer, it's my belief, it's my expectation that we've come here today to encounter the person of the Lord Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit. Because in case you don't know, before Jesus went to the cross, we've just celebrated Easter. Jesus said to the disciples that it's better that I go because if I go, then I will send the Holy Spirit to you and He will be not only a comforter, but He will be someone who will bring back to remembrance the things that I've told you. The title of my message today is called Pulling Down the Strongholds That Are Pulling You Down. Pulling Down the Strongholds That Are Pulling You Down. So I just really felt in my heart that it's important that we pray. And uh, may, may this prayer be mixed with faith, right? And so let's pray right now. And so Father, we really do just humble ourselves before you this day because Lord, we're aware that you are the one who has created this day, and that you are the uh, the one who is permitting our next breath. And so, Father, today we're here in church, in your presence with your people. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to encounter you by your spirit and through your word. And so I pray, Lord, on behalf of this congregation, uh, both on site and online, that, Lord, we would have ears to hear, that we would have eyes to see, and a courageous heart that will obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, the title of my message today is called Pulling Down the Strongholds That Are Pulling You Down. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's the work and the will of God to sanctify us completely, spirit, soul, and body. That's the way of the kingdom. That's the way of God's Word. Spirit first, then soul second and the third is the body but the world system that we live in what does it focus on it's all about number one body and soul body and soul body first and then soul second but that's not how it works in the kingdom it's spirit first because we're actually spiritual beings having a physical and a human experience But most people don't understand that. And one of the reasons for that is because of the strongholds of this world, the strongholds of this system. Again, it's the work and the will of God to sanctify us completely. And the word sanctify means to be set apart, to be free, purified, and cleansed. You see, God has called us to be set apart because He sees that we've fallen apart And have been broken due to the strongholds of sin according to Romans chapter 3 verse 23 and it says for everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standards so we're going to go real deep real quick right now we're going to go like deep deep into the deep right okay you're going to be so glad that you came with what I'm about to share with you next you're going to be thinking oh gosh this is why I came today are you ready Okay, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Take some notes. Am I going too fast? If you know it, go with me. All right, let's start again. All together. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Oh, poor Humpty. I don't want to be Mr. Dumpty, right? All the king's horses... All the world's resources, everything that the world had to offer, every self-help book could not put Humpty back together again. He's broken, period. The world couldn't do it, but Jesus can and Jesus has. In fact... This is good news. I'm I'm so happy about this. And I I trust that you uh, will be as well. In fact, Jesus specializes in healing the brokenhearted and setting us free. I'm so glad Jesus rescued me. Because this little boy here, like man, growing up, I was so confused, so broken, had a massive insecurity issues, an identity crisis. But Jesus saw my brokenness and reached out to me. Jesus specializes in healing the brokenhearted and setting us free. One of my favorite passages in all of uh, God's library is found in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And it says, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now look at the first thing He's been sent to do. Look at the first thing that God the Father has commissioned. His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to go and do. He says, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's good news. Because Jesus knew that we're all broken. We're all brokenhearted. And by the end of this service today, broken hearts are going to be healed restored and set free he went on to say that he uh, that he'd been sent to proclaim liberty to the captives of those with strongholds and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim that this is the acceptable year of the lord's favor that's good news Not only the acceptable year, 2021 is not only the acceptable year of God's favour, today is the day of the Lord's favour. And so pulling down strongholds that are pulling you down. Now listen, whether we realise it or not, we're in a spiritual war. In actual fact, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul referred to the Christian life as fighting the good fight. You'll find that in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. And a huge part of each battle that is taking place is taking place upstairs in our minds. And so we're in a fight. And really the, the, the worst kind of uh, fight is the one that we don't know that we're in. That's the worst kind of fight that you can be in. It's the one that you don't know that you're in. Otherwise, you're going into situations and boom, you know, what was that? I I didn't see that coming. Boom, there it comes again. And it's like there's like a mental assault and an air raid upon your mind. But you're just sort of wandering or, you know, just wandering about aimlessly, just taking the hits. Now, listen, nobody in their right mind would allow anyone just to kick in the front door of your house and just start beating up on your spouse or beating up on your child or beating up on you. You're not going to just sit there and say, yeah, hit me again. Hit me harder next time. Surely you're going to get up and defend yourself. Well, this is why uh, the Apostle Paul is uh, saying that uh, we've been called to the good fight. It's a fight and it's a good fight. Now God places great importance upon our minds and He created it in such a way that we'll always move in the direction of our most prominent and dominant thoughts, either positively or negatively. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, For as He thinks in His heart, so He will become. Our thoughts literally shape our habits and control our lives. And God's intent is that all of our thoughts... God's intent is that all of our actions would be influenced by His words. This is why Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 verse 4, it is written that man should not live on bread alone, natural bread, but by every word of God. That is what God says should be normal for us. Most people assume that the way that they think is normal, which doesn't necessarily mean that it is. I think that one of the reasons why we think our thinking is normal is because of our own cultural uh, upbringing, uh, the traditions, uh, things that we've personally experienced, encountered, um, which have you know filled us with all kinds of thoughts, imaginations, which have ultimately shaped our minds and have become default baseline core beliefs known as strongholds. And so what is a stronghold? Well, by definition, a stronghold is a place that has been fortified so as to protect us against attack. It is a place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld. A stronghold is anything that has a strong enough hold on your heart and soul, which ultimately influences your decisions. Until then, until it becomes a stronghold, it's only a thought or a high thought which leads to an imagination. And that's why we need to deal with it at the thought and imagination level before it grows into a stronghold. The Apostle Paul talks about how God has equipped us to deal with the thoughts uh, that do not line up with his word which is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 uh, sorry chapter 10 verses 4 and 5 which is also gateway word of the week and it says the apostle Paul wrote for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal in other words they're not worldly they're not made of material matter but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God's word, bringing every loose thought and emotion into captivity to the obedience of Christ, which is his word and his will. And so we need to take every disobedient and undisciplined thought, make it captive and make it submit to christ by submitting it to his word okay this is how you submit to christ it's by submitting your thoughts your emotions your circumstances to god's word it's the only way and before we move on today i just want to invite patrick to come why don't you come bro let's give him a hand (laughs) welcome to the platform patrick Thank you. You're welcome. And so Patrick is just going to give like uh, just a short story regarding um, Easter encounter last weekend. He's going to talk about something that just stood out for him and he just wanted to share that with you. Thanks, Patrick.
2: Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Uh, thank you for Pastor Johnson letting me stand here. It's not easy sometimes, but when God has put a point on you, it just happens. So I'm glad that I'm standing here to testimony what God did for me or the word of God that I heard last week. Normally I was touched by the, the word that is in Psalm and then the word was saying that Lord search me and look for the weakness in me and lead me to the everlasting ways and then I went but when I was sitting there I just feel like am I in the in those way that Lord wants me to stand on sometimes it feel like I I was trying to imagine where I I was sitting and then feel I am on the right way that God wants me to stand. And then other thing that Pastor Justin said, like we need to have like a, a vertical relationship with God. So with that, I tried to look what kind of relationship that I have with my God, and then you know, normally with that word, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit on who was trying to lead me. All the whole week I was feeling like more energetic, so I was full of very strong. And then I was trying to imagine that word and then try to cut all the those habits that I have. And then try to say to God, search me and then make me the one that you want me to be. So, I don't know. I feel like I am very strong. And then I feel there is another connection that I have. And then there is another connection that I have. And then, you know, God can't use you without knowing that the without inviting him to clean you so you understand (laughs) with 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 that holy spirit without the holy spirit like to reveal those secret that you have the small secret the those small things you feel like it's normal like the holy spirit is the one who guides us to Start to see that you have the dirty thing in you. So I thank Lord that Word has pushed me to be like to see in me and then ask for forgiveness. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. I remember um, it was around about uh, halfway through February. I was preaching in the twelve PM service, in, which is our Swahili uh, gathering. And Patrick was there. He's, you know, just leaning forward, and I just saw such a, a hunger in his eyes. And I began to prophesy. And uh, long story short, you know, God just has a, a great call for this young man. Amen. 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 And uh, so his testimony today was that he heard the word last week around Psalm 139 when David said he came into the presence of God with humility and he said, Lord, search me. Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me. So that was the thing that he felt the Holy Spirit really impress upon his heart. And so he was coming before God each day, yes? Yep. Yep. And each time you did, you felt stronger. So strong. So strong. Praise God. And greater things are yet to come. Oh, thank you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I I just thought that was a great testimony because, you know, like here's, again, here's God's library and I'm told that there's over 7,000 promises in the Word of God and they're all for you. They're all for you. Isn't that great news? I, I thank God. They're for me and they're for you. But the blessings of God and the promises of God coming to pass are on the other side of us getting in proximity and coming before God. I think because we live in such a, uh, a consumer uh, kind of a world, I really do think there's something on a subconscious level, which is also like a stronghold, which says that God is going to do it all for me. And if I just do a few little things, tick my going to church box, tick this box and whatever else box, that God is just going to do it all for me. Well, he's not. He's not going to do it all for you. And I guarantee that if uh, Brother Patrick didn't come before God each day saying, God, search me, try me. and And then having Patrick respond accordingly, I guarantee he would not be feeling like he's feeling. And so if it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to you. We've got to get in proximity. And uh, we're just going to dive even just a little bit more uh, into God's Word right now. I want to share a a little story. And, uh, you know, many, many years ago, I uh, I had a a man come. He wanted to see me. And so we met up. And uh, as we're talking, he began to, uh, his eyes began to fill up with tears. And he said, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. And I could hear the desperation uh, in his voice. He said, I want you to pray for me. He said, I've been addicted to pornography for years and now I've been caught out. It's really affected my marriage, even my, my family life. Everything that I'm looking at, it's, it's, it's really messing me up and I can't seem to stop. Straight away, I, I can see that what this man has is a stronghold. You see, when you can't stop, when you don't have control over what you think and what you feel and when you don't have control over your choices that's a stronghold you're a prisoner to something you're a slave to sin and this is what jesus has come to set us free from and so he's describing a stronghold and so like any good pastor i sat there with compassion and i did not judge him i didn't point the finger because i know that this man is broken And for some reason, for some reason, he believes that the way out from his pain, the way out and escaping from the realities of life, he believes that for some reason, getting on the internet and looking at pornography is going to bring him some kind of freedom and satisfaction. Not realizing that it's only going to take him all the more into a spiraling dark hole. You see, that's the thing about the devil. Isn't that what the devil's always done? Isn't that what he's always done? Promised freedom and promised blessing and prosperity and knowledge. It's what he promised Eve. It's what he promised Adam. Uh, you know, we, we know the story. He said, has God really said in brackets, he's sowing doubts that you shall not, you know, Whatever just lies. Even half-truths are lies. Beware of half-truths. May the Lord give us all discernment, particularly in this, these last days. But may the Lord, in Jesus' name, sharpen our senses and give us all discernment in these last days to see and to hear and to have a heart full of faith that will respond accordingly. But for some reason, this man, this, this, was, this was my thought. It's like, ah. This man's got a lot of pain in his life, but for some reason he thinks that that's the answer. Hasn't quite got a revelation of Jesus yet, but he needs to be set free from this bondage. And so I listened, and then I talked about the difference between godly sorrow and human sorrow. You see, godly sorrow, and that's according to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, if you're taking notes. You see, godly sorrow gets convicted by the holy spirit like patrick uh who testified and uh, it's like oh god i've just realized that you know that offended you or that broke one of your laws or lord that grieved you now that i know that that's grieved you that's grieved me and lord i'm so sorry please forgive me and the lord will forgive you like that but human sorrow is a different kind of sorrow. You see, godly sorrow and godly repentance leads to life, right? It leads to a greater level of uh, gratitude and love for God. But human sorrow is like, oh, I'm sorry that I got caught. If only I didn't get caught. I wouldn't feel this bad about You know, doing what I did. But now that I got caught, now I'm really, really sorry. Well, that's human sorrow because we're only sorry because we got caught. And if we're not really sorry from the heart, we're going to just keep on repeating uh, the same old pattern. And so I talked about the difference between human sorrow and godly sorrow and then i talked about romans chapter 12 verse 2 which says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god you see the way that we're transformed and the way that we change our behavior is not by prayer alone and i said look i'll pray for you there's no doubt about that you know I guess it goes with you know being a Christian yeah especially being a pastor you know I'll pray with you but it may not do you any good I'll pray for you that God will strengthen you but in actual fact it may not profit you anything that surprised him a little bit it's like why is that well I said if you're not prepared to take responsibility for your own thoughts your own emotions, and, and things like that, you're just going to repeat history. You could pray a thousand prayers, but if you don't renew your mind and your position, your behaviors will never change. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21 says, You cannot sit at the Lord's table and at the table of demons. Right, You can't sit, meditate upon God's Word, and then go away from that place and meditate about your failures. Meditate upon what you hate about yourself, because those things are not found in God's Word. So to think about what you hate above yourself. If you're someone who looks in the mirror, and you begin to make a little subconscious list of the things that you hate about yourself, you are sitting at the table of demons, So if you want to sit at the table of demons, think about and talk about all the things that you hate about yourself. I'm not good enough, I'm not handsome enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not this or that. That is sitting at the table of demons. Subtle, isn't it? Subtle, isn't it? When you begin to judge others, point the finger, criticize, have suspicions based on half-truths, whatever, 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 you are sitting at the table of demons. That's the work of the devil. And when you're judging someone, you're not loving them. I remember I had that revelation very early in my Christian walk. It's like, oh, ugh. you mean to say that if I'm judging someone, I'm not loving them? It's like, that's right. Well, let's put judgment away because I'm not that good anyway. How can I sit? Only one is worthy to sit in the judgment seat of Christ, right? And that is Christ. Only one can sit in that seat. You can't sit in that seat. And if you are sitting in that seat, you are sitting at the table of demons. So if you're happy to sit there, just remain, but don't expect any change. So I said to this man, I'll pray for you, but you are the one who needs to take responsibility and pull down the strongholds that are pulling you down, which begins with the way that you think. So I recommended, right? That he renewed and cleansed his mind by reading Proverbs chapters 5, 6, and 7 daily. Those three chapters I said will tell you, uh, will talk about those three chapters. Talk about how you fall into sin, the consequences of sin, and how to get free and stay free of sin. And then I talked about the following five things, which clearly I'm talking to you about today. Number one ask god to show you the lie that you are believing about yourself ask god search me try me come with humility my dear brother and sister come with humility right because you might be further down the track than a lot of others but you're still on the journey right um and so come before god and ask god to show you the lie that you're believing about yourself number two Once you write down and get that revelation, pray and repent of believing that lie and receive God's forgiveness like that. Number three, ask God to show you now the truth from the Holy Scriptures, right? Because that's what sets us free. Number four, come into a verbal and practical agreement with God's Word. Amos chapter 2, verse 2 says, Unless... To be agreed, they cannot walk together. Now, I know that you're all here today because you want a closer walk with God. And if you want a closer walk with Jesus, you need a closer walk with His Word. You can't separate your love for God, your love for Jesus and His Word. They are one and the same. Number five, meditate upon God's Word day and night until it becomes a new stronghold, which influences your future decisions. Meditate upon God's word day and night until it becomes a new stronghold, which influences your decisions. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So uh, you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 29 says, uh, I love this. It says, is not my word like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? I love that. His word is like a fire. It's like a hammer. Um, I don't know. Anyone here ever uh, broken, you know, rocks, stones, things like that? Uh, you would know that some rocks can boom. You can break them in one. But others, you've got to keep on hitting. And you know what a lot of Christians do? They put the hammer down too early. They put it down too early. I say keep swinging. Keep on swinging uh, because the breakthrough is coming. And as we meditate upon God's Word, it will burn down and break apart wrong patterns of thinking and the lies of the enemy that we've believed. I know this: that when we change what we believe, you'll change how you behave. Here's a little thought, uh, just a little side note that I felt the Holy Spirit uh, just yeah put on my heart uh, just a few moments ago, and it has to do with the reading of God's word. It would be fair that some people think to themselves, um, "I want to read God's word, but I find it boring, right? I find it boring. I don't find it that." Exciting. I wouldn't say, somebody might say, particularly drawn to go and consume and eat God's Word. I just don't find it that palliative. I just don't find it that easy to do. And yet the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, if you're someone who finds God's Word boring, I would encourage you to pray about that. And I would say that one of the main reasons why you don't find it all that interesting to read, it could be possibly, I don't know, possibly the version that you're reading. So I would perhaps uh, encourage you maybe to look at a more modern translation. What's wrong with that? And maybe someone here is thinking you've got to read the old King James because that's what your mother or your father or great-grandparent did. Can I just set you free right now? You don't have to. Go and find, you know, there's like a web page online called um, Bible Gateway. And they've got all different kinds of versions there. I'd recommend, uh, if you like, the New Living Translation, the Passion Translation, uh, the Message Translation. Really uh, just amplifies every line. So maybe consider reading a more modern translation. Number two Maybe you're starting at a particular book that is just really confusing you. Uh, You might be starting at the book of Numbers or the book of Daniel or Revelation might be freaking you out. Can I encourage you to read Proverbs? Read Proverbs. Start there. It's called the Wisdom Book, right? Read Psalms. It's full of praise, right? And so read the Psalms. And then I'd encourage you to read Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, maybe start at some of the smaller books like 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. 3 John is like one page, right? Start there. Start small. Don't think you've got to... Maybe in someone's mind, there's a stronghold that says, Well, gosh, I remember hearing one pastor or one teacher, and he'd talk about how he went and he'd read the, uh, the Bible for an hour or two every day. He said, I couldn't... And you're probably thinking, I couldn't possibly do that. Well, let me set you free right now. Who says that you have to? Just do something and start somewhere. And finally, I would say that one of the reasons why you find it boring is because you haven't really just applied yourself enough. And the reality also is this, that if you find God's Word boring, it's actually a testimony to what you're already consuming your life with. And that would be probably one of the main reasons you know somebody who wants to begin to eat well to look at their nutrition I, and i would recommend everyone to look at to look at what it is that you're eating right to eat well to eat as clean as you can to eat as healthy as you can to remove as much sugar as you can let that be a test of your will that you can overcome and say no to the stronghold of sugar right anyone know a band by the name of Wawani put your hand up praise God for all of those in their 50s and 60s they used to sing the song ah my love and me ah we're sugar free that's all I've got um so are you gonna get and and you're probably saying thank you because that's all we want to get um so consider saying no to the stronghold of sugar. But, but this is the deal. Anyone who wants to, if you're someone in the natural who's been, uh, you know, consuming just junk food, you know, Big Macs, Whoppers, you know, Coke, chips, just blah, whenever you want, whenever you feel like it, grazing all day long, you know, and then a nutritionist said, well, you got to throw all that processed stuff out. And now you got to have grilled fish, salad um you know good meats things like that uh, to begin with you're like Bleh. to begin with that's what you're like why is that because you've been so used to a lifestyle of consuming junk food and it's a big it's a big uh you know transition to go from consuming junk food to eating healthy food but then as you apply yourself and apply the principles it's not too long before you now your body starts to say thank you so much and now if you had a choice you get to that place where it's like the Big Mac or the grilled fish and salad and whatever you are like Ur. it's I don't know it's just a practical example but the point is it takes time but you've got to apply it yourself a stronghold it can be likened like a thermostat and I'll just invite the uh, our worship team to come A stronghold, listen to this, a stronghold can be likened to a thermostat which is a small control panel within a a house that regulates the temperature of the whole house. A thermostat. It's a small control panel which regulates the temperature of the whole house. Now it might be 15 degrees in the house. But if you set the thermostat to 20 degrees and not change it or do anything to it, it, it won't be too long before the temperature in that house rises to the temperature that has been set. And this is what a stronghold is like. It regulates the atmosphere not only of a house, but of your life. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.